Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Hope everyone is uh, doing as well as humanly possible. It's 4th of July week. I don't know about you, but 4th of July typically is my favorite holiday. Sun, lake, alcohol, it just combines my favorite thing. Obviously, there's no baseball to watch on 4th of July this year, which kind of sucks. Yeah, so just at least it's on a Saturday, I I guess. But hopefully everyone's having a good week. And uh, I know from where I'm sitting, I'm going to thank the football gods that Belichick and Cam Newton decided to to do a deal and gave me something to talk about. Because we're going to dive deep in on the Belichick-Cam from multiple different angles. I have multiple thoughts. Uh, as I've taken this in the last 24 hours. Uh, We'll also dive in on something I saw with Mark Davis and the Vegas Raiders Stadium and just the pressure that's going to come along with potentially no fans. And there are a couple teams, definitely the Raiders, that are going to feel that heat just given how much they are indebted to to, to Vegas and how much money they owe. And like always, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Those DMs are wide open, same as my Twitter handle, my just my full at my name. Come in there, we interact on the show. For those of you who've been listening a while, know know the drill. DMs wide open, fire on in there. Also, would gr- gladly appreciate uh, you firing to the iTunes page where you can find the podcast, three and out, and leave a review. If you've already have, tip my hat to you. If you haven't and you like the show, please leave a little five star, leave a comment, whatever. I'd appreciate that, uh, and I appreciate everyone that has done that already. So let's dive in 
to Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots. But let's start with the Patriots angle on this one and Bill Belichick because I think this move is just classic the hoodie. If you think of Bill Belichick, you think of signing Cam Newton for the veteran minimum. That is, like, he dreams of doing this stuff. And and I can't remember who said it. It was, I think I was reading a business book, and it was a line that I'll never forget. That the profit is made in the buying, not the selling. And I think we often think when we sell something, you know, you sell your home, and you sell it for a million dollars. Some of you, a million dollars, you know, depending on where you live, 500 grand, whatever. And you make six figures. You, you make a lot of money when you sell your home. Well, the reason you're making all that money is not because of what you're selling it for. It's what you bought it for. If you buy a home for $100,000 and then 10 years later sell it for $800,000, the reason that home is so profitable is because of what you bought it for. And it's also the reason where it's hard to fail. When you don't spend much money on something, your wiggle room for mistake on that is huge. It's why you're seeing all these mergers and everything happening right now just in the business world because everyone's trying to mitigate their losses, you can buy right now for really, really cheap. It's why the stock market three months ago when Corona hit, it's like Tony Robbins says, stock market is the only place when things go on sale, people run. If I tell you there's a sale at Nordstrom's for 50% off everything in the store, the line would be a mile long, even in Corona, right? Everything. If I sell, hey, you can go to the Mercedes dealership and buy cars, everything's half off. People be lined up. But when it comes to football players, just like when it comes to certain businesses, you know, the stock market for sure, people get scared, right? When you've hit your low mark. And you're not like Peyton Manning at 38, 39 years old in your shot, even if you're like 30. And injuries are usually a major red flag. And when you can get a guy like Cam Newton, who's won an MVP, but to me, it's that was years ago. It's more, this guy's a blue chip talent who the last two years, and really year and a half, his year in 2018, they were 6-2 and two and he threw 15 touchdowns and had four picks. And he was playing well. When Cam Newton has played well, simply put, his team wins. Period, point blank, end of story. He is one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks the league has ever seen. I've stood by him. He's a, he's a physical outlier. I mean, he's a freak in a league of freaks. And he's one of the freakiest of freaks, right? He's a monster. Now, his shoulder last year had issues. Or I guess two years ago had issues. So when your shoulder starts having issues and you're a pitcher or you're a quarterback, it's a problem. And this year he had the foot, which is also a problem because he's a running quarterback. But just on the Instagram videos you've seen, he looks relatively healthy. Now, that is not playing football. But the one thing Bill Belichick is the best at is patience. And we all try to have it. The older you get, I think you mature. I, in my 20s, I, I was the most impatient human you've ever met. I, I bet a lot of people agree when they're young, they're really, really impatient. And I don't think I've, like, I still can be really impatient. I just know now in my mind, take a deep breath, relax. Definitely in any sort of business deal where there's a lot of money, whatever relative to what you're doing is on the line. Patience is always a strong suit, Right. The strongest person at a negotiating table is the guy willing to walk away. The guy who's not desperate. And for whatever reason, a part of it is he's won a lot. But I think it's kind of in his personality. You see the way he carries himself on the sideline. I mean, it was it was on full display on that Russell Wilson pick. Everyone's freaking out. 
I'm squirming on the couch, and I don't even care who wins the game. We're all just on edge, the anxiety in our body, and the one guy who was not freaking out was Bill Belichick, the guy who was poised to lose the Super Bowl and had a front row seat. He didn't freak at all. He just looked across the sideline, saw Pete Carroll, saw them all freaking out, and just took a deep breath. Put Malcolm Butler in there, the rest is history, right? And I think that kind of symbolizes what he's like as the leader of the Patriots from a GM business standpoint. They never overpay anybody. Hell, they rarely pay people, uh, especially in the free agent market. The one time they did, Stephon Gilmore became an all-pro. Now, I also push back on the notion like, he never pays anybody. That's not true. A lot of guys get second contracts for Bill Belichick. Richard Seymour, Logan Mankins, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, McCourty, obviously Brady. Uh, they, they've paid good corp. I mean, they've had Slater forever. Now, they don't pay top of the market. They're never going to pay Amari Cooper five years, $100 million. But he will pick his spots. Now, ideally, he wants to find a guy for nothing. Because, like I said, the, the profit is in what you buy it for. And with Cam Newton, there is no risk on this. It can only go well. Because if Cam Newton is good, and they make the playoffs with Cam Newton as their starting quarterback, they got a starting quarterback for the veteran minimum. Who has been a playoff quarterback countless times. Who has won playoff games. Who just, if you watch him and he's healthy, can be the best player on the field at any given moment. He got him for the veteran minimum. Now, he was a little lucky. Corona hit. No one could work him out. No one could get him on physicals. He benefited from the last several years. This huge influx of young quarterbacks came in. Now, we don't know if they're all good, but the Browns, who I also read were interested in Cam. Why would Cam go to the Browns? Baker Mayfield was drafted one two and a half years ago. He's going to be their starting quarterback. You know, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, these guys are starting. That's just a fact. And then you have the group of older quarterbacks that aren't budging. They're just limited options. And Belichick pounced. And the timing of this, clearly there was another story where the dude was filming. He claims for Patriot.com. A little sketchy. Listen, I've defended the Patriots with Deflategate, with Spygate. That one's a little sketchy. And they got docked a third rounder and over a million dollars. And there was a timing. Listen, Belichick's playing, playing chess. You notice every coach is always talking. He never says anything because you never really know what he's doing. It's why when everyone tries to act like we know what the Patriots are going to do, we always have no clue. And then, boom, they just pounce. You're like, oh, of course Belichick's thinking that. He just lays low. Uh, he just lets Nike and Linda do their work on social media. And then, boom, he does something like this. And, like, when all the love for Stidham, they really love Stidham, they might. They, they might really like Stidham. I actually don't think Belichick, like, I, I'm ranting and raving how they could be really good. I don't think Belichick thinks like that. He just goes, I get a talent for veteran minimum. See what he's got. Come in here and compete. I've never said anyone's going to be our starting quarterback. I don't know if Stidham is. I don't know if Hoyer is. I don't even know if Cam's healthy. If he is, he should be. But who knows? Can he learn the offense? Do we have to adapt the offense for him? Have we wanted to change the offense? Because that's something they've been talking about for a while to get a more mobile guy. And why this makes the most sense is not because of like Cam and Josh. or bit. It's just money. The NFL, I say this all the time. Sports are a business. Like Garrett Cole. The Yankees paid 300 and whatever million dollars for him. If he's not making all-star games every single year and competing to win Cy Youngs, that's, that's not worth it. Bryce Harper did not make an all-star team last year. 
Hit 35 hollow home runs. It's not worth it. Manny Machado is all but irrelevant in, in, with the Padres. Now, I get it's a different sport, but Amari Cooper, now that he's making $20 million a year, can't be catching 75 balls a year. If he's not catching high 90s and being a, you know, maybe not an all-pro, but a consistent pro bowler, contract's not worth it. He's got to be a borderline star for that contract to be worth it. But when I pay a guy nothing, and I can get a starting quarterback at veteran minimum, even if the incentives kick in, it's worth every penny. It's why when the 49ers signed Richard Sherman to basically not very much guaranteed, huge incentives, it's like, whatever, we'll take it year by year. Now it's worked. Sherman, the second year, you know, second team all pro, they make the Super Bowl. But the reason that deal made so much sense is because they weren't financially indebted to him. And definitely with the quarterback, I mean, if Cam Newton is just shot physically and it's over, they just cut him. They will just move on. Now, if you had told me they had signed Cam for $10 million guaranteed, I'd go, yeah, there's some risk. There's some inherent risk in there. What if he's not good? What if he can't learn the offense? What if his shoulder is not right? But that's not ever what he does. Because he just looks at this unemotionally. Well, fans, myself, we get high and we get low. Belichick never is. He's just constantly a flatliner. And he looks that way with players. Cam Newton's just a guy who's been really good, who's talented, that they think might fit in the scheme. Maybe they think that, maybe they don't. Maybe they just view it as like, hell, it's veteran minimum, who cares? Maybe, maybe that's how they're looking at But I don't know if he's going to be a starting quarterback. I don't even care. Just bring him in. Just price is too good to pass up. And ultimately, Cam didn't have any leverage because nobody wants him. He doesn't have a contract offer. But this is the Patriots. And what's cool, you know, from my standpoint is... It's a huge, huge story. This story, this is, I think, what uh, what most of us for the last couple of months have just been missing about sports. These cool-ass stories that happen. Big trades, big cuts, big free agent signings, big wins and losses, like in playoff games, like in the NBA or whatever, major golf tournaments. We just ha- missed it. And for the first time in a while, because even the announcing of the leagues, like, let me know when they're actually playing. But... Cam Newton signs with the Patriots. Hell, we don't even know if the season's going to happen this fall. But for the first time in like a month, I felt sports normalized a little bit. Like, yeah, that feels right. Cam Newton to the freaking Patriots. Let Belichick, the hoodie, strikes again. I, I've said it from the jump, man. This has never been, has never been a vacation. And the media and many people on social, just, just stay at home. Just chill. Don't worry about your job. That's not the way the real world works. Achievers, successful people have kept their foot to the pedal. Cam Newton has been grinded. Hell, you see social media? Stop working out. No more working out, guys. Brady, screw you. Cam Newton, I can't hear you. I'm grinding. All these guys are working. Coaches, players, now separately or whatever, but this has not been a vacation. And you know the last guy that would ever, I, I don't care if the world legitimately stopped, would stop, would be Belichick. I mean, he patented the phrase, no days off. I mean, he chanted that at a Super Bowl. Acted like he was going to go to work the next day. And he probably wasn't lying. Most of these coaches are wired like this. Most of these players are wired like this. And sometimes, you know, you know, it almost felt too good to be true like a month ago. Like, God, this would be cool. And then just the natural progression of the way this summer went. It was like, oh, maybe it'll never happen. And then it happens. And uh, it immediately makes the Patriots one of the most polarizing teams in the league again.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's let's dive into the Cam Newton angle on this one. And to me, this one's pretty simple. On the most basic level, 
of the Carolina Panthers basically, they dumped them. They cut them, right? They got rid of them. And I think every human can relate, more than likely, either professionally or personally, having a bad breakup. And especially if you're not the one doing the breaking up or you don't get fired, it hurts, right? Even if you don't want to be there anymore, even if you're tired of dating the girl or vice versa, it's tough. It's not easy. Because if you put a lot into any relationship, again, professional or personal, it's not easy going your separate ways, even when you know it's the right thing to do. And Cam Newton, when he was cut, it hurt him, right? And it should. I don't think the Carolina Panthers handled it well at all. But I I know this, and I don't think Cam ideally probably wanted to leave, even though Ron Rivera was gone, new coordinator coming in, new owner. It wasn't the same. I'm not comparing myself to Cam by any means, but I had been fired in my life twice, in the NFL and then from radio. Now, both times before I was fired, I started getting weird feelings. I didn't really want to be there. I didn't quite know how to go. And ultimately, when I was fired, I was mad because that's the human reaction. You know, I've never been dumped, per se, but I've had friends that have had bad divorces where the woman might have led the divorce, right? She wanted to get the divorce. Even though that guy didn't like that woman, it hurts. It's a huge blow to your pride. It's a huge blow to your ego. Same deal with me professionally. It was like, whoa, even though I didn't want to be there anymore. And if you talk to the same guy a year later, they go, you know what? Best thing that ever happened to me. Got a new girlfriend. I'm happier now. Both times after I got fired, my life changed dramatically for the better. And definitely the last time getting out of radio, the business is dying. I'm in the podcast business. But the number one key often to bouncing back when something bad happens to you, even if you wanted to move on and you're feeling a little low, you got a chip on your shoulder, once you kind of realize the sun comes up the next day and then the sun comes up again and the world doesn't stop, you got to get that chip on your shoulder put back on. You do need someone to typically give you a little direction. And me, listen to this, I'm doing a podcast for Colin Coward. I think I would much rather do this than anything I ever did on radio. And I think that you need someone to throw you a lifeline, right? And Belichick was ultimately there to throw him a lifeline. Now, the lifeline isn't that much money, less than a million dollars. But Cam Newton, now, this was his only offer. But I'll tell you this. If the Jaguars would have offered $15 million and said you could be the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, or you could go to Bill Belichick for less than a million dollars, big picture, the best thing he could have done was go to the New England Patriots. I would say of all his potential options, and it didn't look like there were many, he wasn't going to have a chance to start probably many places. This is the best case scenario because for a couple reasons. One, the expectations are really, really low in the sense that most people think physically he's kind of shot. Uh, There's been a lot of talk over the years that he's like, bad locker room guy is probably strong, that he's just kind of a diva. I think that's the best way to put it. He's kind of a diva. Even though when you really look at it, he had the one low moment in the Super Bowl. I'd know I was there and I bet against him. It was it was glorious. Made a couple grand. It was awesome. And I didn't bet uh, against that Carolina Panthers team because of Cam. I just really thought Denver was better and their, their defense was unreal. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I got lucky because Cam was just bad. He had an awful game. Denver was just better. But... 
Like Cam Newton, in fairness to Cam Newton, since he came in this league, their defenses have been good and their running game has been solid on given years because he's a big part of the running game. But he has not played with Odell Beckham Jr., Mike Evans. He has not had dynamic passing games. He has not really had dynamic offensive players beside like Jonathan Stewart and Greg Olson. Mike Tolbert was like a glorified fullback. Cam Newton has carried teams to the playoffs. Cam Newton is a blue chip player. Now, I'm not really into front runners, and I think Cam Newton, especially younger in his career, could be a little bit of a front runner. When times were going great, he was awesome. When times went shitty, he was kind of a pain. Now, I do think he's probably matured. You know, we all do. I matured a lot when I was Cam's age, from like 30, 31, 32, kind of his little sweet spot. Because in your 20s, you're just, as a guy, you're just kind of dumb. You don't really know what's going on. You're really naive. I can't imagine, you know, imagine putting yourself in Cam's shoes, number one overall pick, you're really sweet, like, probably went to his head a little bit. This has to be a pretty humbling experience for him. Kick to the curb. Cut by a, a team that was like, oh, well, who do they bring in? Uh, Trevor Lawrence? The next Aaron Rodgers? For Teddy Bridgewater. If I'm Cam Newton, you cut me for Teddy freaking Bridgewater? Are you guys out of your mind? Now, whether that's right or wrong, we're going to find out. But I don't blame Cam for thinking, I'm going to show you idiots. You gave him $33 million? We'll get into Carolina with Cam a little bit later. But here's that. Think about his brand. Cam Newton was probably always bigger than the Carolina Panthers. Like, Cam Newton, the brand, was bigger than the Carolina Panthers brand. And Cam Newton really kind of made the Carolina Panthers brand into, like, a household NFL team. Right? It was really Cam. And I've always said that Luke Keekley during the last decade, was the best player on the Carolina Panthers. Not Cam Newton. Luke Keekley. Now, Cam is the most important because he's the quarterback, and he's the most famous because he's the quarterback, and he's really just kind of a rock star, won a national championship. But he was a flawed player. Like he, he can be inaccurate. Don't love guys who depend on their legs. And it's caught up to Cam, right? He got banged up. But you go to Bill Belichick, who is the ultimate scheme master, Josh McDaniels, one of the better offensive coordinators in the NFL, and an operation that just goes, listen, if you listen to us, it works. We have 20 years of doing this. Ask every single player who's come in here, who has something left, we make them better. And Cam had to swallow his pride, because ultimately signing a deal for less than a million dollars, even if you don't have any other options, is swallowing your pride. So I give him credit for doing that. His brand now, be known as a New England Patriot, if he wins this year, he's either Belichick's going to want to keep him or you know three or four other teams that this year realize that they have a shitty quarterback situation are going to want him. He will have leverage if this goes well. And what typically happens when guys go there? It goes well. And he got lucky that in this situation, this was the year that Tom Brady left. Just like I got lucky when I got fired from radio. Podcasts were becoming big. Like, if this, if I would have got fired from radio in 95 and I wanted to still be in the media, I would have had to go get another radio job. You know, sometimes Cam Newton, if the only option would have been to go to the, you know, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, he would have been screwed. But for a team that's had a quarterback for 20 years, the guy left. And this team, at the end of the day, and I, I don't even know, as I said earlier, does Belichick think Cam's a star? Does he, does he even think he's a starter? I don't know. 
Because a big part of this is probably I can get him for $900,000. But I, I give Cam credit for realizing I'm going to go there and I'm going to show everybody. Because this is a place, this is a, you know, like they say with coaches in college, like that's just a stepping stone job. The Patriots can act as a stepping stone for him. And who knows? Maybe he just stays. Their defense is good. They will just scheme guys open. They will be good this year. I thought they were going to make the playoffs with Jared Stidham. Well, Cam Newton's better than Jared Stidham. If he's healthy, which is a big if. Uh, I, he looks good in the in the videos that we've seen online. And I give him credit for doing those videos online. Clearly, he wants to play. And I think sometimes when you're humbled, I would imagine everyone listening to this, it's, it's humanly impossible to not be humbled occasionally in life. Right? With in any in any personal relationship, in any professional relationship, it happens all the time. I think it's really healthy. Sometimes when you have to look in the mirror and go, you know what, I have to change this a little bit. Or you know what, what I was doing, that was dumb, I need to do this now. That's growth. That's maturity. And it's it's hard to just do that without being forced into that. Definitely as a younger guy. Maybe as you get older, in the back of your mind, you start thinking you just been through more experiences and you know. But Cam was forced to look in the mirror. Cam was forced to listen to you don't have a you don't have a job offer. And when I put a chip on your shoulder and you're talented, like the sky's the limit. Now, again, health is a huge part of this. And I'm gonna assume he's gonna be healthy, which if he's not, then it doesn't matter. Like back what we said about Belichick, that's why he didn't pay him any money. But if he is you better watch out because when you get talented guys historically in sports that still have something left and that have kind of been kicked to the curb, it's kind of when they come back and have just enormous seasons, kind of have an FU season. And I wouldn't be shocked if Cam just brings the fury this fall with Belichick. Okay, let's do something here with Cam Newton and this whole situation. And I thought I just, I listed four teams slash a player who could be the biggest loser in this entire Cam situation if it goes well. Like, if Cam goes to New England, and New England is good, and Cam is good, there is going to be some collateral damage. Some people are going to look bad. So I ranked them. Three teams and a player. And not that the player wouldn't necessarily look bad, but there's some people with some stuff on the line here. Now, this at number four, potential loser in the Cam Newton situation... Might be a little bit of a stretch. They did just draft Tua Tonga-Valoa. But Miami Dolphins, talk about a team that just has no buzz. No team gets more credit for going 4-12 and in league history than Miami. Tua's got this hip. He might not be able to play this year. We've watched Ryan Fitzpatrick play for a decade. I get it. His Wonderlick score's high, and he's got a long beard. But if you told me that Cam Newton was starting for the Miami Dolphins, the SEC country, he'd just be a big deal down there in the South. It would just add some juice as a, you know, a quote-unquote bridge for Tua, but just a reason that you'd have to watch the Dolphins. Like, if Tua is not starting, and I don't think at this point we know, I'm just not watching Ryan Fitzpatrick play football. Not doing it. Especially because, like I said, they're, they went 4-12. and We act like they won 10 games, and Brian Flores, the next Belichick, 4-12. and So, uh, I think Miami, if you could have signed him for really cheap, get rid of Fitzpatrick, have Cam, have Tua, little Auburn, Alabama, you know, connection. Now, if Tua starts, this is a non-starter, and this team shouldn't have been in here. Number three, Tampa had to do what they did. They got rid of Jameis for Tom Brady. 
Easiest decision ever. Tom Brady did not have to leave Belichick. Now, we all understand that everything has a shelf life, except hopefully like perfect marriages. But most companies don't stay on top forever. Most players, you know, get old. Even coaches lose their juice. Hell, Andy Reid was fired in Philadelphia. Like Belichick was fired once upon a time. You know, we're going to see how long Belichick now can last without Tom. So I, I get it. Like, people have to go their separate ways. But there is a chance that this Tampa thing does not work out that well for Tom. Now, in theory, I think it should. They got wide receivers. They got a sweet offensive coach. Uh, They got Todd Bowles. The defense should be a lot better. But there's still a lot of unknowns. Because of Corona, there was no practice. Now, Tom practiced, but I'm talking Arians and Tom that we know about that have been installing this offense. Bruce Arians has run a lot different offense than Tom has run this last decade. One throws bombs, the other guy kind of checks it down and picks you apart. They're just offensive philosophy is a little different at this point in time. So just to think they could mesh, pretty big question. I know that Josh, Bill, and Tom are on the same page. At least try to be. So just if this does not go well for Tom and Tampa, which, and I'm included, just chalking it up as a playoff team, who knows? I just, it's, if this was going to be a year that it was going to look weird, this would be the year. And if Belichick's in the playoffs with Cam Newton and Tom Brady's not in the playoffs with Tampa Bay, you know, you t- we talk about, listen, whether it's fair or not, we're going to judge these two individuals this season. Belichick and Brady. Who's winning? Who's losing? Who's kicking ass? Who's struggling? It's going to be a talking point on this show with your friends everywhere. It's just coming up. Because you could beat someone that barely knows anything about the NFL. They know Belichick, and they know Tom. So those two people are interlocked for life, even though they've now separated. And they're going to be judged separate. So Tom, the success New England has with Cam, or hell, if Stidham, who knows? I mean, Cam's not even a lock. But definitely if this thing goes well with Cam, and they're able to make Nikhil Harry look good and Sony Michelle, and Tom can't make these guys look good, which is possible. we just riding in stone. He's going to be a star. You never know. Uh, Tom, you know, could be a loser in this whole situation. Number two, the, I want to call them the San Diego Chargers, but they go by the Los Angeles Chargers. It's pretty simple in in my view. Cam Newton's a better player than Tyrod Taylor. Now, Anthony Lynn, the Chargers brass, tells me nonstop, Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's fine. He's had a couple years where he started, started on that Bills playoff team, He's an athletic guy. I remember when I first got into scouting, watching him when he was on the Ravens. I think he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. I was like, I really liked him. I remember giving him a good grade. He went on to win the backup job, and he's had a long career. He has exceeded expectations. But in my mind, he's a really good backup, not a starting quarterback. Now, he's not a lock to be a starter. They don't know how Justin Herbert's going to look. But here's what you could have done. You could have signed Cam for really cheap, got rid of Tyrod, and had Justin Herbert. And there's a business element with the Chargers. They're irrelevant in L.A. They're kind of irrelevant in the NFL, but definitely in L.A. They don't sell any tickets. No one talks about them in the town. I've lived in California my whole life. At least the Chargers, when they had a home in San Diego, it resonated with those people. Where I went to school at Cal Poly, a lot of people from San Diego went. They had a passionate fan base. You can say there weren't that many of them. I don't know. Well, they're definitely not going to L.A. We've seen the last three years in the little Home Depot Center, no one shows up. Cam moves the needle. Cam would have been a big deal. Cam's good enough to play for the Patriots. He's not good enough to play for you. Now, I I get it. If Justin Herbert's starting week one, 
It won't matter in this conversation. Should never have happened. But if Justin Herbert redshirts this year and they play with Tyrod Taylor, or maybe they go through, you know, potentially, I, I don't know, a rough start, like three and five with, with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback and Cam's having success in New England, be like, what were the Chargers doing? They got an elite defense. They got sweet players everywhere on offense. They just need a quarterback. And there's pressure on them, whoever their quarterback is, but especially if it's Tyrod Taylor, he's got to play well uh, if Cam Newton's playing well for the New England Patriots. And then number one, I don't understand for the life of me. I mean, I get it. You want to hit restart and reset whenever you come in, culture, all that you know, BS. But here's the reality. Cam Newton was on a year-to-year contract. If it didn't go well, you get rid of him. And I've seen examples when Jim Harbaugh showed up to the 49ers, he didn't tell Alex Smith, kick rocks, I'll bring in my own guy. He kept him. And it turns out he won with him. Now, ultimately, he replaced him. Chip Kelly showed up after Andy got fired in Philly. Did he tell Michael Vick to leave? No. Michael Vick was a starting quarterback. Now, he got injured and stuff happened, but he gave it a try. What was the rush for Matt Rule to get rid of Cam Newton? Now, I'd get it if you went, well, John, they traded for Deshaun Watson. They, they drafted Kyler Murray. They made some miraculous trade for Russell Wilson. I'd be like, yeah, I would have cut Cam too. No, who'd they sign? Teddy Bridgewater. Come on, guys. I like Teddy. Solid backup. I mean, he's going to be a starting court. You gave $33 million to Teddy Bridgewater. I would take my chances with a year Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton uh, if I was them. And, and the way they handled it, they like, thanks for the great career on Twitter. It's like, guys, you haven't cut him yet. Uh, I, I get Tepper and Matt Rule wanted to move on desperately, but it could come back and bite him in the ass. Their team's not going to be that good this year. Teddy Bridgewater benefited a lot last year from playing on the Saints, a loaded offense. A, a, I mean, one of the brightest offensive minds we've ever seen in Sean Payton. I like Joe Brady. I, I'm impressed with his story. Went from grunt to million-dollar man overnight. But to think that he's just going to take the NFL by storm with Teddy Bridgewater is pretty crazy to me. Now, I get they've worked together and they have a connection from when he was in with the Saints, but man, I would have taken my chances. Just Cam Newton's on a year to your contract. If he's bad, you just move on next year and you cut him. What, what was the rush to get rid of him? Now, if they had information, he's shot, and maybe he is. But he's moving around pretty well in these Instagram videos. Uh, I, I don't know. There's pressure on Carolina who's not going to be any good that there's a chance that Teddy Bridgewater does not look anything like he looked last year with the Saints, and Cam Newton's looking good, and you go, well, you could have just had Cam Newton. You, you, you had Cam Newton the whole time. Why'd you get rid of him? Why were you so quick to push him out the door? And I, I think Carolina, when the dust settles, could look really bad. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's dive into something I noticed, which is a little bit of a red flag and a situation that's not ideal that's brewing in Las Vegas. Now, I would imagine most people listening, in some form or fashion, financially have been impacted by corona. Whether you're in the advertising business, whether you're in the you know, the medical field, whatever business you're in, you have either taken a hit, been forced to change stuff around, or know that a hit is coming. I I think it's fair to say that every industry has been impacted in some form or fashion. And the ones that have not been yet impacted negatively probably eventually will. It's kind of unavoidable. That's what happens with a shutdown. There were no easy answers for this. I... I was technically, I, I, I guess, was against the notion of just shutting it down forever. 
At first, you tell me everyone's going to die. I'm pro-shutdown. Then the numbers change, and I, I think there are ways to kind of meet in the middle. Should we have opened immediately? Now, I mean, my state didn't. Hell, my state's been pretty unaffected. Uh, but that, that's another conversation about how we should have approached it. But the reality is we approached it the way we did, and it has consequences. And it's going to have consequences in football. Because I think if you polled every sports fan, every fan of the NFL, and you said, do you think there will be fans in the stands this fall? I think most of us, it's all educated because information changes on a daily basis. I got no clue what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone next week, let alone next month, let alone in three months. None. Neither do you. It's the crazy part about this time. We, we, none of us know what's going to happen. I think we'd all say, yeah, I, I doubt there's fans in stadiums. Now, for example, the Niners, the Cowboys, Seattle, Kansas City, Philly, I mean, whoever your team is, they've probably been making a lot of money at their stadium for the last decade. Why? Because the NFL's crushed it. Uh, they've just made a lot of money. Any, any team that's got a new stadium in the last decade or decade and a half, the sweet money, the PSL money, it's been a little thing that we like to call a cash cow. So, yeah, it's going to suck this fall that you're not going to make any money from your season tickets, but you've made so much money in sponsorship deals. If you just don't have a bumbling idiot running your franchise, you have cash stashed away. The media money has been paying for your players and coaches forever that you can handle it. Is it ideal? No. Does anyone, once they start making more money, ever want to make less money? Of course not. But sometimes when coronavirus hits that no one saw coming, you don't have a choice. Well, there are three teams that moved. And two are in L.A. Well, luckily for the L.A. situation, which is an overpriced disaster right now, it's one guy spending all the money, Stan Kroenke. And even the league gave him a little extra money because he's literally cutting every check. And luckily, because he's Stan Kroenke and he married a, a woman who was an heiress to the Walmart franchise... He has an unlimited amount of cash. He has more money, I would imagine. I'm not even bullshitting you in probably a safe than Mark Davis has ever had in a bank account. So the Raiders who also moved, well, a big reason they moved, and listen, I was someone who thought that the Raiders should have stayed in Oakland. But there were a couple things. Mark Davis couldn't have financed and been able to own the team if they stayed here. He would have had to let someone buy in or the league force him out. And that wasn't going to play. That wasn't going to happen. He didn't have the business acumen in this area, despite there being an unlimited amount of cash, especially over the last 10 years of historic economic growth in Northern California and Silicon Valley. Mark Davis and the Raiders brand, for whatever reason, a huge reason of their own, they've never marketed it right, did not really resonate with people here. And they were always tired of being second fiddle. So I understood them wanting to get out. I get why they wanted to get out of LA, and I get why they went to Vegas. And a big reason they went to Vegas... Literally everything's paid for. The, the city is paying for it all with a tax based on the casinos. Well, part of the pandemic's casinos have been shut down. So the money that the, the Vegas is giving them, you know, it's a big deal. It was going to be a big deal whether Corona never hit. They were just giving the Raiders a lot of money. Well, when someone gives you a lot of money, they expect things to happen. And I know the Raiders get on their high horse and talk about how fast that they sold out. Here's the thing. If you did a legit breakdown of who bought the tickets for the Raider Stadium, I would imagine, and I would venture to guess, a large percentage of the tickets, especially the good ones, especially the suites, were casino bought. Corporations. And that's a good thing. You know, I mean, I'll, I know when 
when Levi's opened for the 49ers, basically every suite that was sold were all corporations. That's what you want. Corporations have money. And when you sell suites at two to three to $400,000 a season, you know, John Middlecoff ain't just cutting you a $300,000 check for a suite of 40 people. Like, I, no individuals really do that. It's all corporations. So, the Vegas, who are their main corporations? All the casinos, who, who's going to want to send people there as gifts? The casinos, it makes sense. Well, now Mark Davis, and here's what he said this weekend, because there's starting to be pushback from the league. Like, listen, we're pro- we might not have fans, and if we don't have fans, you can sell advertising on the bottom eight rows, which makes sense to make your money back. Why well, talk to a president of the team, a president of a team with another team, not the Raiders, and he said, if we do that, we would probably just utilize the sponsors that we already have, right? Yeah, I talked about this last week, which makes sense. Mark Davis wants no part of that, right? Because he is very indebted to these people that are paying him, also the casinos, which are basically just reinvesting the money, because he has to use that money to pay back the loan that he took back out to move, slash that he owes the league, because you have to pay a relocation fee. And Mark Davis does not have any money. He has no other side businesses. The Raiders, what I was told, for example, like Levi Stadium, they pay the Niners like $25 million a year. Mark Davis, the last 20 years, have played in a stadium, an absolute dump in the Coliseum. It wasn't named anything. He didn't have any naming rights. They didn't have any, they didn't have any sponsorship rights. They didn't make any money. Like all the like every single person listening of another team, they were generating revenue. Mark never did. It's why he was so adamant that they had to get a new stadium. He wasn't wrong that way. Part of getting a new stadium, when you don't have any money, though, you're dependent on all these other people's money. Well, when other people are paying for stuff, you ultimately owe them. And he's got to pay people back. And right now, he's not happy. Because here's what Mark Davis said. I can't imagine telling one fan they can't attend the opening game of our inaugural season in Las Vegas. Let alone telling 3,500 fans their seats are gone for the entire season. Those seats in the front row are some of the most ardent fans, including members of the famed Black Hole. You think I want to sell advertising on their seats? Then he also got mad because they really pushed back that they want to be able to have fans even if the league has a no-fan rule. He's like, Vegas will have its own rules. I want to be able to do whatever our local rules. So here's Davis said, creativity will be necessary. One of our executives came up up with a solution, but the league shot it down dismissively. But we are not ready to give up yet. We will do everything we can to let our fans be able to attend every game this season. Here's the problem, Mark. It's out of your control. And I get why he's freaking out. And if I was in his shoes, I'd have a lot of anxiety and I would be threatening the league like, we're just going to have fans here anyway. Because he owes too much cash. And without allowing those people to come, now he might not have to give the PSL money back for the year, but he will not be able to charge tickets and he will not be able to charge suites. Well, if they have 100 suites or 50 suites, do the math. You know, six figures a suite, that was a lot of money. And that was money that was immediate. He doesn't need that money to pay Derek Carr or John Gruden. He needs that money to pay the loans back, to pay the league. Because while the Las Vegas is putting up $750 million and the league gave him some cash, he was putting up his own cash, whatever he had, but he, that cash was basically just going to be the cash that was coming in from the stadium. So now, unlike Stan Kroenke, which might get no revenue coming in, or Joe Lacob, for example, with the Warriors' new stadium, with no revenue coming in, he's made so much money the last several years, Joe has, or Kroenke has made so much money in his life, he does have the cash to keep the thing afloat. Mark does not. How do you take out a loan on a loan of money you need to pay back? It gets really complicated. And the Raiders have constantly been, you know, in the Davis family run area of taking loans on loans on loans to pay back other loans. 
Well, eventually, you kind of get cut off. And in times like this, listen, I, I would imagine many of you know when it comes to business loans, like it, it starts to get a little sketchy when you deal with the banks in these times because they don't know what the future is going to hold. They don't know how the economy is going to bounce back. No one knows. It's a scary time that way. I say it all the time. People in my life are scared financially. I don't know one person who's got corona. I don't know one. Not one. I've talked to like 10 people. They don't know any people. I'm not claiming it's a hoax or anything, but I, everyone I know is freaked out about corona and its impact on their business and on their job. Am I going to be able to lose my job? Am I going to be able to pay my mortgage? Is the housing market going to crumble? And then I'm going to be over my head on my, ha- on my house. Those are the worries of people that I know. I'm not anti-corona. I'm, not, I'm just saying that I think the worries, and you see Mark Davis right now. Mark Davis is not worried about corona. He's worried about corona's impact on his ability to make money in the stadium, which he owes a lot of money on. And I don't blame him that way. But this is the problem when you let, because I always say this, I have a couple friends that run just really successful businesses. And they'll always tell you, like, I'll be like, God, your business is foolproof. You can't fail. He's like, no, you, you can always fail. Something can happen that's out of your control. No one. I would have said casinos are foolproof. Then Corona hit. And casinos got crushed. Got destroyed. I mean, they shut down Las Vegas. If I would have said, John, what do you think it would take to shut down Las Vegas? I would have been terrorist attack. Some sort of war. A meteor strike. You know? I, I, I never in a million years would have thought like some virus. I wouldn't have believed that. I'd be like, ah, they figured it out. They get people in the hospital or whatever. But it happened. and shut them down. And now it's starting to look like, yeah, Mark, you're not going to have any fans. In the league, one thing they've been doing is it's uniformed, right? If this team has to do it, then you have to do it. If this team's allowed to do this, then you got to do it. Because remember, the Saints were going to have their draft at the brewery. They were going to have everyone there. And then the league said, nope, everyone's got to be doing it from home. And you can't all be at the same home. You all have to be at your own homes. So if there's no fans, uh, it won't. I mean, it's not a good thing for any team in the league, but it is going to have major, major economic ripple effect to the Vegas Raiders. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. 
Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's get to the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff. Instagram. Follow me as well. I, I'd, love a, I'd love a good follow. I interact with people on Insta. It's a much happier place than Twitter. Twitter handles same thing, but I just I really just go to Twitter now to tweet out my podcast or you know occasionally give an opinion or whatever. But I, I like Instagram much more. So fire on there and uh, fire me a DM, and this is where we answer your DMs on the Middlecoff Mailbag from Ronnie. I've been listening to your podcast for a year, and I love it. Appreciate it. So with regards to the coronavirus in the NFL, why don't they look into a herd immunity herd immunity approach? I get that the PA would probably push back, but they have plenty of time before the season starts. They're a top-tier athlete, so the majority wouldn't be affected. What if they got infected on purpose with team physicians watching them closely? Then they wouldn't have to worry about it much during the season because they have the antibodies. Thoughts? I've heard people saying that they think Clemson is getting it on purpose in some of these SEC schools. It'd be hard to convince a professional athlete to do that even if it is the right move. And I also think there is just so much unknown. I was reading something the other day, and I really, I, I'm i not trying to sound like ignorant or not trying to stay educated on this, but I, I'm at the point, I, I don't read every article that I get on my timeline about coronavirus anymore because I don't know what to believe. I did see something that people thought that it wasn't a 100% lock, that you couldn't re-get it. Because I assumed, like, this girl I'm dating, I think she got it. 
and clearly my immunity was just so badass, I didn't get it, but I feel like I have the antibodies. Again, assuming that, haven't got tested. But like I said, I don't even know anyone that got it. Uh, so I, I, I'm not, I don't know. Maybe I got it, maybe I didn't. I think it's been here in California since like the fall. I know so, the LA Times reported that. But I, I just, I, I just don't think that's a possibility. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think you're crazy for throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, just it's not an option. Even though it is worth talking about, the NFL just wouldn't do it. I don't even know how would you infect someone with coronavirus. You just get people with coronavirus and you get them around it. Obviously, there were people around on certain teams. I would imagine working out with other people that have it. So I, I don't know. I, I think the toughest part is going to be in the fall is the older coaches. You know, it just not every coach is young. How much does a new coach affect the play playbook? Do they come in with something completely new or build off what was previously used? For example, the Cowboys with McCarthy. Keep up the good work. I think every coach is different. You know, I think certain coaches have their playbook. Like you hire Kyle Shanahan, you're get you know what you're getting, right? I think a guy like Andy Reid, you know, I think he could do whatever he wants, right? He'll build it around the player. You know, Kyle, the, the Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur, like they run a specific offense. I think Pete Carroll, you know, desires to have a specific specific offense. I think when you think, you know, Sean Payton, well, I, I would imagine his offense will look a lot different without Drew Brees. You know, I bet one thing with coaches, they're always installing new plays, you know, and I think the spread concepts are really big, but I, I think for the most part on offense, you have a base and these guys can just adapt you know, and run different type stuff depending on what type player they have. Now, defensively, typically, again, Belichick's an outlier, 3-4, 4-3 defensive coach, right? A guy that likes blitzing a lot or a guy like Fangio that doesn't, uh, that you usually get a new playbook. Yeah, I guess the short way around it, you're getting a new playbook. I think sometimes a coach might develop the playbook around his players because uh, ideally, like if you're a coach, you should on whatever side of the ball, know how to coach everything, but that clearly isn't the case. I listened from Barcelona of the big four, Major League Baseball, NFL, NHL, NBA, and including UFC, MLS, NCAA football, and NCAA basketball in 10 years. How would you rate their popularity among sports fans? Feel free to add any sports I missed that could crack the top 10. Again, thanks for the podcast. Okay, I appreciate it. I would say with gambling, fantasy football, just how fun football is. I, I, I have, I'm hard-pressed to see football not stay on top. Uh, I think MLS could really, really come. Baseball and basketball just have such a head start. They're still going to be really big. So I'd go football. Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot during this when baseball and basketball come back. One of my theories, I think baseball is going to be more popular than basketball, as crazy as that sounds, even though basketball starting – you know, in the playoffs, I just think it's going to look weird in this little gym. Uh, I could see baseball having a big year, a bunch of urgency, but baseball is much slower. So I'd probably go NBA, baseball. You know, NCAA football is technically our second biggest sport. So you would just go football in general. Then I would go basketball, baseball, MLS. NCAA basketball is dying. You know, the G League now runs a team. Uh, all these kids are going overseas. Like I, I don't know if NCAA basketball, that's a sport. If that was a stock, I'd short the hell out of it. I don't know if it's going to be around. Now, I, I'm a golfer. I love the PGA Tour. 
But a huge reason the PGA Tour is really famous, or I mean really popular, and just does big numbers, is a guy named Tiger Woods. He's 44 years old. He's had bad backs, bad knee. Like, I love watching the tour. I know not everyone does. Now, I know most people watch Tiger, but when he goes away, I don't know. I don't. They don't really have a big star, so that would be in a little trouble. So I, I would go football, NCAA football, basketball. I didn't include NHL. I don't... You know, I don't know. I I don't think the NHL. I like I like uh, uh, playoff hockey, but for me, it's not that big. Now, when I lived in Philly, the Flyers were big. I know they're big in New York. I know it's big in Boston. You know, and it's big in Vegas. It's big in Nashville. So, I mean, hockey's big too. That's a hard. I'd have to I'd have to think about that one. That's a, that's a tough question to just kind of ad lib. I'm curious your take on if you think some college or pro football programs intentionally want their players to get COVID nineteen. This is another question. I know they would never admit it, but if the kids had the antibodies by the time the season started, you would never have to worry about it in a critical time of the season. Maybe you guys are on to something. Yeah, I, if I find out if I'm the Chiefs and Mahomes gets the corona right now, I, yeah, I'm with you. I feel pretty good. Now, the f- original question was about infl- you know putting corona in their bodies. That's not going to happen. But yeah, I don't think teams lose much sleep if their 22-year-old gets corona. These guys are going on record saying it's not phasing them. It's why these guys keep working out. They are not at risk when it comes to Corona. Now the coaches are, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think they're pro the antibodies for sure. Someone that no one is talking about, but I feel is prime for a big season is Scotty Miller in Tampa Bay. I know they have Evans and Godwin and Howard and Bray, but he has the skill set that works with TB12. Thoughts? It's... You know, sometimes if you close your eyes, you go, is Tom and Mike Evans just going to kill it? You're like, in th- I love Mike Evans. He's a top five or six wide receiver in the league. But like, is that the guy Guy Tom kills it with? And then even Godwin, when's the last time Tom had a Godwin? And I love Godwin. I played him last year on Daily Fantasy all the time. Because he can play in the slot, he can play outside. He's longer than you think. He can run. He's good after the catch. I mean, he's just a baller. You know, Tom does thrive with tight ends, so you'd think that Howard and Bray and obviously Gronk coming back. But Scotty Miller, you know, the slot receiver. I just does when is does Bruce Arians use a slot receiver? I guess he put Larry Fitzgerald in the slot when he got to Arizona. It was something that he told Larry he thought would help his career, moving him to the slot, and it did it did. Because Larry's speed had diminished and Larry's a really good slot receiver. I but I think last year, again, just watching Tampa from my couch. Like he'll put Godwin in the slot or one of the tight ends in the slot. Now, you're right. Tom has historically liked a Welker, liked a Edelman. But what if the coach wants to do something a little different? I have to look up Scotty Miller. I, I don't know that much about him, to be honest with you. I just assumed when his name was Scotty Miller, he'd be a slot receiver. Yeah, little white guy. <laughs> 5'11", from Bowling Green. Six-round pick last year. Had 13 catches. Yeah, I mean, Tom's got to like him. If Tom likes him, they definitely have a shot. Would love to get your take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills this year, especially after the acquisition of Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I think there's no excuse before Cam Newton for them not to win the division. Uh, Their defense is fantastic. Sean McDermott's a big-time coach. You add Stephon Diggs, they already could run the ball. Uh, You know, it's just going to come down to Josh Allen being more accurate deep. And I talked to Sean McDermott at the Combine, and he said last year everyone basically shit on him, short and intermediate. Josh came back and was good short and intermediate. 
This year, he's like, everyone said he's bad deep. Now he's just got to come back and improve. He has a big-time deep wide receiver in Diggs, who's a stud. Uh, just got to get it done. It's really just that simple. So I, I'm a big believer in Josh Allen's talent. Now he's got to be more accurate, and that's just something that, you know, I follow him on Instagram. He seems like a high-level guy. He works out all the time with Sam Darnold, like really high-level kid. Sean McDermott does not like slappies. That's why he likes Josh Allen. But it's just eventually, like, whether you're a high-character guy and you have all these physical attributes, you eventually just got to hit, like, the 20-yard pass, right? That's what Mahomes does, or Russell Wilson does, or Rodgers, or even Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Like, you just got to hit some deep passes in big games. That's what Josh Allen hasn't been able to do. Now, I think he'll be able to do it. We'll see. What's your assessment of the Steelers' wide receivers? Juju had a down year last year, but I expect him to bounce back. James Washington and Deontay Johnson both showed flashes, but subpar quarterbacks thrown to them. I'm excited about them, but I fear over-optimistic set me straight. Well, I'm a big Juju fan, and I remember texting someone with the Niners. I'm like, you guys should take him. I'm like, you know, we think he's too slow. And then, and then he got drafted late in the second round. I remember texting the guy back. I'm like, why, why did he fall this far? He's like, no, that's just where he's supposed to go. I'm like, listen, you know, I used to be a scout, and not to toot my own horn, I, I, I was pretty good. You know, I, I could hang with Veach and Lewis and all these guys. I, I knew what I was doing. And I don't pretend to study the game quite like I did back then. But I still watch college football very closely. Partly because I have no life. And I love sitting all day and watching Saturday. And because I live on the West Coast, like I watch a lot of Pac-12 football. And I watch a lot of Juju. And I knew he was going to be good. I get he didn't run the 40 that well, but he's a physical player and he's tough. So if you can't run... And he can run, but you know what I'm saying. If you're not like a blazer, you have to be a physical player, like an Anquan Bolden type, you know, like Keenan Allen. And that's what he, he's a physical tough guy. I, I, I'm giving everyone on the Steelers a pass last year. You're playing with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. I can't judge you. When Juju's has been, he's been good because he is good. And the, the little dude, I think, is he from Tulane or Toledo? Deontay Johnson, that guy can fly. That guy can scoot. So I like James Washington of Oklahoma State. Now, I'm not as bullish on James Washington. I like Deontay Johnson more, and I just like Juju. Now, is Juju a one? Probably not. He's probably a really good two. But if you got Deontay Johnson, Juju, and you got like three or four twos, and you can always run the ball, they got James Conner, and Ben's back, it'll be fine. Their defense is good. If Ben plays 16 games, Steelers are going to be good. Big fan of the podcast. You should think about recording three, three times a week. Anyway. I can't help but ask your opinion of Uncle Colin's top five arm talent list. To me, that has to be the most ridiculous list of all time. This is my wife's account. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, I thought it was two, and then Colin came back later that day on Twitter and crossed it out and wrote most catchable balls. Because if you just went top five arm talents in the league, I could do this off the top of my head. You know, Drew Brees, Jared Goff, like those guys aren't arm talents. But they do. If Colin probably misspoke... Most catchable ball. Drew Brees throws the most catchable ball in the league. Jared Goff throws a very, very catchable ball. When I think arm talent, I think like Araldus Chapman. I think guy throwing howitzers, right? Like Joe Flacco was an arm talent. Dude could throw like 150 yards. When I think arm talent in the NFL, forever it was Rodgers. Roger, and I don't think Rodgers quite is powerful anymore. To me, it's Mahomes and Josh Allen and Carson Wentz just jump off the page. I would say Josh Allen probably just has the most pure arm talent in the league. Can just throw it from any position on a rope, wherever. 
Now, he doesn't know where it's going. That's part of the problem. That's where Mahomes probably doesn't quite throw it as hard as Josh Allen, but he's accurate. And then Carson is probably somewhere in the middle. Like Josh Allen can throw it a hose. For the most part, he's accurate, but he also can have inaccurate moments. That's why Mahomes is like the perfect combination of just accuracy, mobility, and throwing BBs. Forever, it was Rodgers. I just, he's probably a little lower on that list. You know, most of the guys that have came in recently, the Darnolds, the Bakers, the Lamars, like they don't have big, big time arms. Matt Ryan, not a big time arm. You'd say Cam, when he was younger, had a hose. Now, if his shoulder's messed up, that's not quite the same. Dak, no. Deshaun Watson, no. You know a sleeper, just arm talent, a dude that can just fling the pill, is Kyler Murray. Like, that dude can sling it. I know he's a little short dude, but he can just throw ropes. So if I had to do an unofficial top five arm talents in the league, I'd go Josh Allen, Mahomes, Wentz in any order you want. I don't. I mean, all three of those guys are just blue chip arms. Rodgers and Kyler Murray. Colin always says the Jags are irrelevant, and who can really argue that? With Newton signing with the Pats, which makes sense for him in New England, do you think the Jags could have benefited from a rock star persona like Newton, even if only for a year for sure? And like I said earlier, I don't think it made that much sense for Cam to go there. Cam's brand and Cam's importance is bigger than the Jags. I, I, so I, if I was Cam, I wouldn't even entertained them. Wouldn't entertain them. Another two for here. I really love the pod. Appreciate it. Created a Graham account so I could DM you, which hurts my soul a little bit. Anyways, huge Colts fan. I needed to rant for a second. It's a long rant, bro. I'm going to read it, though. I'm not sure why people are down on the Colts this year. For starters, the Colts were 7-9 and nine after starting 5-2, and two, beating the Chiefs I had. The defense is young, stellar on the line, linebacker positions. We added Rose. Yeah, we added Buckner and blah, blah, blah. Okay. We clearly have the best offensive line in football with a great two-headed monster and running back. That will just plain fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Hilton is a speedster, if healthy, as is Campbell. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. will be a good big body. You know your team well. Jacoby played bad. Great guy. Bad quarterback. He would not throw the ball further than 15 yards. Looked scared to when he did it. Anyways, I don't really know your question. I don't think you really have a question. So, yeah, just I'm, I'm with you. I, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> I think the Colts are a well-run operation. They have really good players. If the dude they drafted from Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Porter Jr. are good, to me, the biggest question mark they have, their defense is going to be solid, their offensive line is going to be good, they're going to be able to run the ball. Is Phillip Rivers shot. He was not good last year. He just, I love Phillip Rivers. I'd want Phillip Rivers to be my friend. I find Phillip Rivers very, you know, it's an easy guy to root for. He just, he just wasn't good. He honestly looked like a shot fighter, which isn't that crazy. He's 38 years old. He's got 25 kids. Sometimes you're just done. It's normal. So if, if he's good, if he's a top 10 quarterback, the Colts are going to be good. If he is what he was last year with with the Chargers, they're in trouble. It's just that simple. When the NFL plays this year, it seems inevitable that guys will test positive for corona and have to miss time, probably two weeks. If a team has a group of guys test positive on top of a normal number of injuries during the season, then are they going to have to make tough decisions on roster moves? I could see legit starters getting moved down and picked up by other teams instead of usually fringe players. I think the NFL needs to implement an IR designation for players that test positive about two weeks. What are your thoughts on how the league will handle this? I think I read either in Peter King's article maybe a couple weeks ago or 
an article on MMQB that they're going to do that. There is going to be a Corona IR. Uh, baseball, I, I read baseball's doing that too. You know, you usually have the disabled list. Maybe it's the injured list now. They changed it because of, you know, the culture. You can't say disabled anymore. But they're going to have a Corona. You can go on the Corona list for 14 days. The NFL is going to, like, you, if you are the Seattle Seahawks and DK Metcalf gets Corona, you don't have to cut DK Metcalf so you can sign another player. You can put DK Metcalf on the Corona list. So I would, I haven't, I maybe officially read that, but trust me, I've been around the league long enough. You are not going to have to cut starters. Zero chance. None. Because of the Corona. None. So whoever your player is that gets Corona, you will not need to get rid of them to make a roster spot. Which, think about making the roster spots are going to be a little complicated because if you're cutting a guy, you're going to bring a new guy in. Well, you're going to have to test that guy. What if that guy tests positive? Then you can't use that guy. Then you got to bring in another guy. And what if that guy, you got to quarantine him? <laughs> Listen, I, I get stressed out just thinking about it uh, just because it's, it's going to be complicated. It's not going to be an easy endeavor. Uh, I, I promise you that. It's going to be a big-time challenge. But, like I said, you ain't cutting a good player if you don't want to cut him because he has corona. I promise you that. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, have a good 4th of July week, and I'll talk to you on Friday. See ya! Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.